Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. In the second reading for this weekend's readings, we read from Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6. Now, of all of Paul's letters, this is probably the most theological letter in matters of doctrine and dogma. That's why it's placed the very first letter right after the Gospels. It was very intentional. This letter is very important for our church teachings of the doctrine and dogma of the Eucharist, our sacraments, who Christ is, and the ecclesiology of our church. Now, when we read it, it's not exactly the easiest of Paul's letters. In fact, when Paul writes this letter to the Romans, it has a dense theological writing to it. And yet, Romans is the first theological text of our church regarding Christ and the structure of our church. It was written in the early 50s of the first century. And the letter lays out Paul's vision of Christianity. Now notice how the second reading begins. Are you unaware that we who were baptized into Christ were baptized into his death? Now Paul is addressing a very small Christian community in Rome that has recently begun, has recently gathered and started. It's made up of former Jews and Gentiles, and they've all been baptized recently. And they're coming to know the faith and to know the importance of baptism. Well, Paul dispatches this letter, and in chapter 6 of Romans, he's teaching the people, and now us, how important baptism is, as well as the Eucharist. He continues, We who are baptized in Christ Jesus were baptized in his death. Well, remember last week we learned from Jeremiah and Jesus about fear. Fear in the spiritual sense and how it can actually be good for us. It can be a positive motivating force to live holy lives. Well, this week, Paul talks about death, but death in a spiritual sense. Now, it's interesting. The Christian life begins with the experience of death. If you look at baptism, the ritual by which we enter the church, part of the ritual is speaking about death. But it doesn't stop there. Every time we gather for Mass, we recognize Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. That's why at the very end of the consecration, we sing, Whenever we eat his body or drink his blood, we proclaim the death of the Lord until he comes again. From the very beginning of our entry into the Christian faith and that Catholic Church, there's a spiritual death associated with it, in which we die to our original sin, but rise up again with a new life associated with Jesus Christ. But take it further, the Eucharist, the great ritual by which we define our identity and who we are, 
It calls always to mind Jesus' death, his sacrifice on the cross. More to it, how odd it is that from St. Paul's time, even to this day and age, you go to any Catholic church and you see the crucified Christ displayed prominently within the church. So what are we to make of this? It seems like Christianity is preoccupied with death. Well, just look at baptism, as Paul is addressing in the second reading. When a child is baptized, or any person is baptized, we may sprinkle a little bit of water over their head, or if it's an immersion, we dunk them completely. Now, granted, there is a dimension of cleansing of sin, but there's a more powerful symbolism, especially in immersion. The person goes completely underneath the water, symbolic of death. But then the person is brought up again to the surface, symbolic of now our lives are joined to the life of Jesus Christ. Also, after baptism, the person is marked on the forehead with the sign of the cross, with the chrism oil. Now, stop and think. If you are a first century Christian listening to this, the cross traced upon your forehead, you'd feel, find this very odd. Why? Well, because in the first century, the cross was an instrument of death and destruction. And so from the very beginning of our faith, the very beginning of our entrance into the Catholic Church, we are marked with the cross. But it doesn't stop there. Every time we come to Mass, we dip our hands into the baptismal font and we sign ourselves with the cross. We do that to remind ourselves of the importance of our baptism. That's why Paul says, We who are baptized into Christ are also baptized into his death. Paul doesn't want us to forget how powerful baptism is for each and every one of us. And so you say to yourself, Well, is Paul preoccupied with death? No, not at all. In fact, just the opposite. Paul is taking this opportunity to tell us that everything in and everything about Christianity is related to life and life with Jesus Christ, eternal life. Now, this is something that's very countercultural to our society. Our culture does not want to engage death. In fact, it wants to deny it. It wants to divert our attention away from death. But Christianity doesn't want to deny it, doesn't want to deny death for the express purpose that Jesus Christ has liberated us from death. And that's what's so important. And the first step of that liberation is baptism. And that's what Paul is talking about in the second reading. At the moment we are baptized, our life is joined to Jesus Christ for all of eternity. And if we truly have a life in Christ, then we will also have an eternal life. We will participate in the resurrection. I think a good analogy to help us understand this better would be, for example, flu shots. Every year, most of us receive a flu shot to avoid the flu. Now, that flu shot is what we used to call inoculations. An inoculation, basically what happens is a small pathogen of the flu virus itself is injected into our bodies for the express purpose to stimulate antibodies white blood cells, so as to build up our immune system, so that when we encounter or are exposed to the flu virus, we won't contract the flu. Instead, our immune system will be strong enough to resist it. Well, take that 
analogy and apply it now to the spiritual life. What's the greatest disease of our human condition? What's the greatest disease that most preoccupies us? Fear of death. The fear of death of sin. Therefore, in order for us to avoid death, we need to be spiritually, you could say, inoculated. And that's what baptism does. It is kind of like a flu shot. We build up enough resistance to death that now, because we share a life with Jesus Christ, now we are immune from death. Now we have eternal life. Now we share in Jesus' resurrection because of that baptism. That's why Paul says, if we have died with Christ, we believe that we will live with him. Because our lives have been joined through baptism, now we share in the resurrection. Again, after the consecration, we sing. Whenever we eat or drink, we proclaim the death of our Lord Jesus until he comes in glory. Christianity is about freedom from death. And that's what Paul is getting at here. And that's why baptism is so important for each and every one of us. Paul is trying to teach us that, as well as the Christian community in Rome. One last thing to think about. Whenever you go into a church and you see the crucified Christ, look at that. In fact, stare and pray over the crucified Christ. When you see Jesus crucified on the cross, you see that he's stripped of everything. He's stripped of all material possessions. He's stripped of his grandeur. He's stripped of his honor. And yet, honor and material possessions, these are all things that try and distract us away from Christ. Well, Jesus does not avoid death. Rather, he enters into it willingly, trusting in God. And that trust is rewarded three days later by rising from the dead. Jesus triumphs over death. Well, so too in baptism, we participate in Jesus' victory. When our lives become joined to Jesus Christ, then we are marked with that same trust that Jesus had in God. So do we. Which begs the question, what makes our life worth living? What gives us purpose and meaning in life? The fact that we truly believe that Jesus Christ has conquered the fear of death, and so too through us. We have to live our lives without any fear whatsoever. That's why I always say, give you the quote from St. Irenaeus, God is glorified when the human being is fully alive. Well, when are we fully alive? When we're living fearless lives, afraid of nothing, even death itself. Great example of this. Look at the saints. The saints conquered their fear of death. And that's why they lived such holy lives. They lived the virtuous life of compassion, charity, prudence, patience, forgiveness. Well, we have to do the same. We have to truly believe that we are alive in Christ. And I think that's a great motto of Christianity. One last thing. Paul writes at the very end. He says, We have indeed been buried with Jesus through baptism into death. So that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, we too might live in newness of life. Well, we all have been baptized. We have received our, you could say, our spiritual inoculations through the power of Jesus' life joined to us at baptism. And because of that, now we share in Jesus' resurrection. And because we are alive in Christ, 
Now like the saints, now we have found true peace, true fulfillment, and true purpose in life. Now we, like the saints, can live the virtuous life of patience, prudence, kindness, charity, compassion, and forgiveness. Now we walk, as Paul says, the newness of life each and every day of our life. Because each and every day we walk that life with Jesus Christ in that sharing of his life and his resurrection. Strongly encourage you, take some time this week. Reread the second reading, Paul's letter to the Romans, chapter 6. It's a great reminder about the power of baptism and how we live out a life joined with Jesus Christ each and every day of our life. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.